Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. This week we've got a great speaker. Hope you enjoy it. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I want to thank you, uh, big thanks to Aaron for giving me this opportunity. Uh, it is very exciting because uh, I'm really excited just to share with you, to encourage you, and I pray bless you um, as I share my testimony, share what I've learned. Um, and yeah, like uh, Alan introduced, um, I haven't really known about this. I only found out about this in the week, but I knew I couldn't turn it down because, like Alan said, we're going through this series 40 days of breakthrough and knowing what I've been through and what I had to share I knew I couldn't let the opportunity pass um, of sharing what I've been through because um, it is so relevant it is a story of breakthrough one that I know is going to encourage and bless all of you and I pray equip you to carry on even after the series of 40 days of breakthrough finishes to carry that on uh, into your life so and keep applying it and keep seeing breakthrough year after year not just as we do a series about it um, but it is crazy. It's crazy when you, when you know you're going to be doing public speaking and you suddenly become very self-conscious about your speaking habits. In my case, it's this, moving my hands around. Um, so one, my friends have noticed this as well. So one time they challenged me to like this, just sit on my hands and see what happens. And it was so weird. I'm moving my hands around under my feet, uh, under my legs and I end up just flapping my elbows about because it's so weird. Like I'm trying to move my, my hands about and uh, it's just not working, and it's just, it's awkward, and it's weird, and I know there's some people in here will be the complete opposite, who will not move their hands at all, and you'll challenge them to move their hands while speaking, and then they just feel really out of place and weird, um, but yeah, so um, that, for me, sitting on my hands whilst trying to speak is really uncomfortable, because it's unnatural to me, and that's exactly where I was two years ago, you see, Two years ago this week, I went into hospital, and that's really uncomfortable for me because at the age of 18 back then, you know, I should have been, what was natural for me was to be out with my friends, um, going to school, working towards my exams, coming home from school, um, going on runs, training, working hard, training towards uh, runs like Tough Mudder. But instead, I was in the uncomfortable position because it wasn't natural to me, uh, which was being in hospital. And I was in and out of hospital for three months, um, and it was a really difficult season. But that's what I'm sharing with you this morning, how I overcame that season, how I overcame that challenge, that situation, how God carried me through that as well, more importantly. So if you want to open up your Bibles, I think we'll have it on the screen as well, to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, which says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we cha are changed into His glorious image. Let me just pray before we begin. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share and encourage through my testimony, Lord, what you've carried me through. Lord, we thank you for salvation. We thank you so much that you're for us and not against us, that you offer hope in every trial, and every circumstance. We praise you this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Please excuse me if I have a bit of a cough this morning. I've been um, at work this morning uh, running uh, fitness classes, so I do have a bit of a tickly cough, but it should be fine. So my title this morning is A Heavenly Mindset. There we go, A Heavenly Mindset. 
Um, a heavenly mindset. You might have heard me actually talk about some of these points before, particularly if you're at the men's breakfast last year. Um, I don't know when it was, October, November. Because um, this has been on my heart for a while, and I've shared it here and there at different occasions. So you might have heard bits and pieces, but that doesn't mean you're not going to hear anything in it that isn't new for you to take away fresh, and there's nothing wrong, especially we're hearing the same thing twice. Um, but there's a lot in here that you maybe even haven't heard before. Um, but a heavenly mindset, um, which is a perspective that is available to us through the removing of the veil, like I just read out in this verse in 2 Corinthians, which says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, whenever you see someone or meet someone who's just given their life to Christ, um, they have this, this, this hope about them, this excitement, this joy. Um, you can't help but notice they have this childlike faith. Um, and that's because they're just so fresh and so new to this, to this world of being a Christian, this new perspective. You know, the veil has been removed. The veil is taken away. And so they're no longer just seeing with their physical eyes what is before them. But they're also seeing with a spiritual sight in the way that Christ sees them in the way that Christ sees their situations, they have this new hope because they know Christ. The veil is taken away. And I love the perspective and the, illust- the way the Psalms illustrate this. Um, David writing his Psalms. Brilliant book. It says in uh, Psalm chapter 25, verse 15, My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. This is a brilliant picture that David's painting. You see, he's, he's caught in a snare. And instead of just looking at that, which he's trapped in, he decides to change his perspective, change his gaze, and lift it heavenward and look to God. Because he knows that looking at that, looking at the trap, looking at that which holds you back, holds no hope. But instead, looking with his perspective to God. It says in, uh, as well, Psalm 121, verses 1 to 2, I look up to the mountains. This is my favorite one. This is a great verse. I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? No, my strength comes from God, who made heaven and earth and the mountains. See, again, he's not looking at the situations that he's in, the chaos that he's in, not fixing his eyes, sorry, fixing his eyes to the ground in that which he's trapped in. But instead, he's, he says he's looking up to the mountains. Now, does his strength come from the mountains? No. The mountains are testimony of God's power. You see, the mountains were made by God. The mountains that he's looking to are a testimony of God's love. The mountains he's looking to are a testimony of God's authority in his situations. The mountains he's looking to are a testimony of God's creation and wonder. The mountains that he's looking to is a testimony of God's love for him. So just to sum up there, he's not looking at that which holds him back, but he's looking to God. He's raising his perspective heavenward. And he's looking to the mountains, the testimony of what God's already done for him. You see, so we have this, we have two mindsets. We have an earthly mindset and a heavenly mindset. Now, an earthly mindset alone might look at the days behind you and and just see nothing but shame, guilt. But a heavenly mindset, looking at the days behind you, sees nothing but grace. Just the same grace that Christ sees you with. Now, an earthly mindset alone might look at the day that you're in and see chaos, frustration, short temper, tiredness, oh, I just want the day to be over. But a heavenly mindset looks at the day that you're in and is joyful, rejoicing in what the day that you're in offers. Now, an earthly mindset alone looking at the days ahead of you 
would look forward with fear, insecurity, doubts, worry, anxious thoughts, but a heavenly mindset looks a day to the days ahead of you with a mindset of peace. Peace knowing that your God goes ahead of you with the fruits of the Spirit, knowing that you can relax, be still, and know that He is God. Now, what I'm not saying is that an earthly mindset is bad. See, there's, there are good things to an earthly mindset. There's wisdom to an earthly mindset. You see, we're, we're all people. We live on this earth, so we operate by this earth's procedures and uh, systems and protocols. We grow up in education, and we choose a career path. And so we live by this world and the way it works with its systems, its politics. And uh, you grow in knowledge, you educate yourself, and you grow in wisdom for different things. Um, and as you do this, you know, because the, the, there's wisdom and understanding and knowledge that it takes to live in this world, um, like locking your car, you don't just leave your car unlocked. You know, you have the wisdom to lock it because it might get, it might get stolen. <laughs> um, does that mean you're lacking faith because you're locking it? No, it's just wisdom. You know, um, me locking my car doesn't mean I'm expecting it, someone to break into it. I'm just applying wisdom, this earthly wisdom that we've grown up in, that our parents have taught us to apply wisdom, um, paying taxes, all these things. It takes understanding, it takes knowledge. So there's earthly wisdom. Now, what I am saying is that alone can bring you down. Earthly wisdom alone, earthly perspective alone can, can bring you doubt can bring you anxious thoughts, can bring you worry. But what I am saying is, through Christ, we need to add in that heavenly faith that we have in Christ. We need to add in that heavenly perspective. We need to add in that heavenly mindset. You see, things that you can do with an earthly mindset alone, great. But as soon as you add in heavenly faith, as soon as you add in a heavenly mindset, you're capable of so much more through Christ who strengthens you. Now, I think who better to look to in the Bible, for examples of a heavenly mindset than Jesus himself. You know, after all, we as Christians are to reflect the, Christ, uh, the image of Christ, reflect um, his character, and seek to become more like him every day. So I've got a few passages here that we can look at. And um, as I was looking through these, uh, I just got really excited about what I even learned by studying this myself um, and the points I'm going to bring up. Starting with Mark chapter 4, um, here we have Jesus crossing the Sea of Galilee with the disciples in a storm. So starting from verse 38 to 40, it says, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? You know, it's so easy here to look to the disciples and see that earthly mindset alone that we're talking about. You know, they're in a storm, they're in a time of chaos, they're in a difficult situation, and they're saying, what do we do? How do we get out of this? And they just panic. But here, to look at Jesus and the character that he models shows that heavenly perspective, that heavenly mindset that we're talking about. You see, I think it's even funny that not only does he say he's sleeping, so not only is he calm, is he still, is he at peace, but he's also lying on a cushion and says, 
Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. So he was cozy, he was comfortable. He was in a storm and he was comfortable. He was in a storm and he was cozy. He was still, he was at peace, he was calm. And as soon as he is made aware of the storm when they wake him up, he doesn't hesitate to take the authority he has in his father and to speak peace over that situation, to speak peace over that storm. He says, silence, be still. And surely the waves obey to him and they calm. But Jesus didn't panic. He had that heavenly mindset to know he can take authority in his father and speak peace over a storm. He can receive and hold peace in a storm. Another um, passage is Matthew 4. This is, many of us will have heard of this, the feeding of the 5,000, starting with verse 13 to 21, which says, that evening the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. See, again, you can look at this and you can look at the disciples and see that earthly mindset by itself that we're talking about. Where they, where they doubt, they're, they're, they're approached with a challenge and they doubt. They say, but we only have this, we're, we're lacking, we only have this much. And again, you, can, you look to Jesus and he has that heavenly mindset that is approached with a challenge. <coughs> approached with a challenge, but he, he provides. He has a way. My point is this, no matter how difficult a circumstance, a situation or a challenge seems, Jesus has a way. No matter how difficult a circumstance. And what I think is great as well is the fact that we're called to cast everything, every struggle, every fear, every doubt on God and not just reel it back in but leave it there. And so I think all of us could look back at a time in our life and acknowledge a time where God came through for us and we don't know how he did it. We still to this day don't know how he did it. And that's faith because what doesn't happen here is they don't scientifically provide the explanation for how he multiplied the food. But that's okay. In the same way that it's okay that you don't know how God managed to do what he did for you however many years ago, how you made it through. You see, that's faith. You cast it on God and you leave it there. He makes a way for you and you don't have to chase him up afterwards for the explanation or the scientific definition because you casted it on him and it's his. You've left it with him. No matter how difficult a circumstance, a challenge or a situation seems, Jesus has a way. And just as a a side note actually, um, if you look at verse 20, God has more than enough provision. You know, God has more than enough. It says they all ate as much as they wanted and afterwards the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers. There was more than enough. You see, God doesn't just have just enough and that's it to meet your needs. He wants to meet your needs and then some. He wants to fill your cup of water to the brim and overflow. God has more than enough. And I think 
in the society we live in and the culture that we have, I think we need to stop waiting to one or two moments a year where we're letting God raise our expectations for what's happening. But we need to learn to live a life of expectation, expecting amazing things around the corner, to stop putting God in a box and to start raising our expectations, knowing that he goes above and beyond our expectations. He goes above and beyond our, our wildest dreams, our strongest desires, our, our strongest hopes. God has more than enough. God has more than enough. The last passage is Acts 3. And at this point, Jesus has been resurrected. He's defeated death. He conquered the grave. And he's no longer with the disciples. But the same disciples who, who we looked at before, who just had a, an earthy mindset and not really much of a heavenly mindset, are the same disciples that show this. From verse 1 to 8, it says... Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked up at them eagerly, expecting some money. And this is where it gets good. This is interesting. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. This is the same disciples who showed nothing but just a pure earthly mindset of doubt and fear and chaos and a storm, doubt when they approached the challenge. And now, now they're, they're showing us the same thing Jesus did, which was a heavenly mindset. Not hesitating, but just ready to take on the challenge that they had before them in the name of Jesus. And the reason I bring this up is because the disciples were just ordinary people. Young men, ordinary people, ordinary people just like us. And my point is this. If they can do it, so can we. We can be quick to hold a heavenly mindset. A mindset that says, okay, it doesn't matter what my circumstances are saying. It doesn't matter about the chaos that I'm surrounded by. It doesn't matter what my circumstances, my situations, my challenges are. I'm choosing to look at what God thinks of me. I'm looking, choosing to look at what God thinks of my situations and the hope that he sees in my situations because you see when you look at a challenge and, and doubt he looks at a challenge and sees hope so the disciples followed the example of Jesus's faith Jesus's heavenly mindset now to spice up a bit uh, you've probably been wondering why this is here um, so I've got my little brother Alistair Alistair Murray if you want to come up so Alistair's going to take part uh, involuntarily in, a, <laughs> in an illustration. I went through to him and I was like, Alistair, what kind of illustrations can I get? And it was actually one he knew about and it was his idea really, so you're welcome. Okay, so this is what he's going to do. So don't, don't look at what's in there. But at the bottom here, there's a scripture. What Alistair's going to do, you can open your eyes and water, yeah? Okay, sort of. So 
what he's going to do is he's going to put his face in the water and he's going to open his eyes and try and make out what the scripture says. And then after that, we'll take it from there. Okay, I've got a towel ready for you when you come out. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it's okay, he's my brother. <laughs> did, you, did you manage to make up the verse? No, just white, okay. Okay, so this is what's going to happen. Alistair, if you want to stand up. Right, so hypothetically, in this illustration, Alistair, you just became a Christian, okay? You start reading the Word of God. You start learning about how He sees you and what He thinks of you and how much He loves you. You start hanging around like-minded people, getting into a life group, having fellowship with other Christians, being encouraged by them, being spurred on by them. You start pressing in, seeking after the things of God, pressing into his presence in worship and prayer. And so now you have had the veil removed and you now have a heavenly mindset. So these goggles, okay, these are a heavenly mindset, okay? So if you want to put them on. So you see the water here is the situation, it's the challenge, it's the circumstance. And by himself, in his own strength, he couldn't see through it. But now that he's got a heavenly mindset, he's going to see through it. So, should we put it to the test, Alistair? Right, tell me what the verse is. Did you see it? <laughs> There's bubbles over the bottom of the water, okay. Go again. Take your time. Close. Look again. Yeah, Alistair, you need to go to life group. That's what it is. You need, you're, you're. Romans 15, 13. Yeah, that's it. Well done, Alistair. Give him a round of applause. Thank you. Does that feel good? Yeah, go for it. Does that feel good to see, to be able to see clearly now with your heavenly mindset? Good. Yeah, it's Roman. Oh, I can see what he means. There's lots of bubbles have settled in the bottom, but that's fine. Oh, I better not hold the mic too close to the water. The, yeah, Romans 15, 13. I just chose it at random. Um, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, Alistair was able to see that, see that through the water, the circumstance, because he wasn't doing it in his own strength. He was doing it with a heavenly mindset because the veil had been removed, because he was getting surrounded with like-minded people. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, he was pressing into the things of God. Uh, Andrew, thank you for letting me know my lace is untied. It's <laughs> fine. I'll get it in a sec. Thank you. Now, this has been great. This has been fun. My final laugh. I've made some really good points. Uh, I think I have, anyway. Um, We've, we've read some scriptures, um, and so you'll probably go away tonight, and uh, you'll probably have a, a meal around your family table, and you'll probably think, oh, Aaron, young lad, he did well, really good points, really encouraging, great. But in reality, I don't really care about that, because in a year's time, you've probably forgotten all. So here's what I want you to do. If you're not taking notes, take notes of these three points. Three practical points. See, this is where you're going to take away what we've talked about and actually apply it to yourself. And this is where you're going to see a long-term impact from this message rather than just being encouraged and having a laugh, and, which is great. Uh, I'm not, not belittling that. Um, 
But yes, so three practical points that I really want to share with you that I've applied and it has worked wonders um, just to change your mindset and shift from just doubt and fear in an earthly mindset alone to applying a heavenly mindset to earthly wisdom. So number one, pray. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to allocate a time of five to ten minutes of prayer. And in that time of prayer, you're just going to go for it. You're just going to let everything out on, uh, on God. You're going to cast everything on him in a safe place, safe place, allocated time. You're going to let him know how you feel. Because the reality is we're, we're humans, we're uh, people. We're filled with emotions that need managing, um, doubts and fears that need to be cast out on God. So this is what you're going to do. You've got, and see, this is where the, the hand gestures comes into play, okay? So you put it out there. You cast it on God. You say, God, I'm, I'm doubting about this. I, I, don't, I don't really think you're going to come through for me. Or, or God, I'm fearful of this next week, and I'm kind of nervous about it. And you just, you just let it out, and it's... And, and you just keep going in that allocated amount of time. And the reason I say allocated time is because put a time limit on it. Otherwise, you could go on for ages. And then number two, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. So this is what you do. You're putting it out there. You're casting it on God. And then the timer runs out. And then immediately you flip it on its head and you start reading the word of God. You start declaring the word of God over your situations, over the circumstances that you've been fearful about over the situations you've been doubting, over the things you've been anxious about. Because there's power in the word of God. There is life-giving power in the truth of the word of God. It has power over your circumstances, power to declare out, take authority over that, the authority that Christ has placed within us after he died on the cross for us, defeated death, given us that authority to take charge with his word, his life-giving, truthful word. So you pray, you cast it all out on God. You put it out there, the time runs out, you start declaring, declaring the word of God, declaring his truth. And then number three, you're going to praise. You're going to praise him, so you're going to praise him for the mountains you see behind him in the days before you, the mountains and the testimonies. You're going to praise him for the day that you're in, the opportunity that the day you're in holds. And you're going to praise him for the breakthrough that is coming. You're going to declare that breakthrough is coming for your situation, for your challenge. You praise him ahead in advance for the breakthrough that is coming. You see, when I said at the beginning, um, two years ago when I was in hospital, uh, the scariest thing wasn't what I was missing out on with my friends. The scariest thing wasn't um, even the pain I was going through. The scariest thing was the absence of knowledge. The fact that for two and a half months, the doctors didn't know. Even the doctors didn't know, you know, not, not just me, even the doctors. They didn't know what was going on with me. They didn't know the root of all the symptoms and so that's what I did I I one put it out there in prayer and I cast everything God and I said God I'm I'm doubting whether the doctors are ever going to find what's wrong with me uh, I'm fearful of what this the consequences of this are on my long-term health Lord I'm doubting that I'm going to be able to get out of hospital and do my uh, higher exams I'm doubting whether I'm going to get out of hospital in time to even to run tough mudder um and then as soon as that timer would run out, I'd, I'd flip it on its head and I'd start declaring the word of God. I'd declare verses like Matthew 19, 26, which says, nothing is impossible with God. And I would declare, I know that you're, 
bigger than every challenge, God. You're bigger than every challenge that I have to go through. So I know that this is possible. Breakthrough is possible in this situation. I would declare verses like Psalm 46.10, which says, be still and know that I'm God. And so I'd know that there's peace in that situation. I'd know that he's bigger than it. So I could be still in his presence. And despite the chaos, despite the challenge and the pain, I could just be still and receive peace. And then I would praise him. I praise him for the testimonies of my days behind me, the mountains that I've seen him bless me with, the I've, mountains I've conquered. I'd um, praise him for the day that I'm in and uh, the fact that I had that day to praise him. And I'd praise him for the breakthrough that I knew and declared was coming. And this is what happened. The, the doctors did an x-ray uh, in about April time, two years ago. And uh, they discovered that through that, I wasn't using half of my right lung. Um, it was inflamed, and the technical sense of that is pneumonia, so half of my right lung had pneumonia. And from there, we were able to apply the appropriate treatment, appropriate physio to get better. And so I got out of the hospital, and two weeks later, I did my exams, um, and which was great. And so you can see how applying this really changed and shifted my mindset from just doubt and fear to, no, God, breakthrough's coming, breakthrough's here. And... Um, but that wasn't it, you know, I think um, if you'd seen on Facebook the, the event um, of me speaking today, you'd have seen a picture of me running the race Tough Mudder, and um, so I still had that to conquer. I'd done my exams, but uh, I was at a point where Tough Mudder was six weeks away, um, and my fitness was at rock bottom, and in reality, to go from rock bottom to, like, really good health, um, there I am, yeah, spoilers, I made it. <laughs> That was last year as well, actually. Um, the one on the left, yeah, because I'm wearing a different T-shirt. Yeah, one on the left, that's last year. Um, but I was at a point where the doctors were saying, uh, again, this is where the hand gestures come in. So the doctors were saying, like, this is, the, you know, you've just got a hospital. Your fitness is rock bottom. This is all you're capable of. You know, you, I wouldn't worry about doing Tough Mudder. You can do it next year. Just focus on getting better. And fair enough, like, there, there is earthly wisdom in that. There is respectable earthly wisdom in that. I'm not trying to be uh, ignorant or arrogant to what the doctor's advice were because there is wisdom in that. There is wisdom about being careful with your fitness and your health and how to gradually improve it. And so I wasn't trying to be arrogant, um, but what I was trying to do was take the earthly wisdom they'd given me and apply heavenly faith, apply a heavenly mindset. So I set myself the challenge that, no, I'm going to run Tough butter, not just because I paid like 90 quid for it, <laughs> but... Um, but also because, like, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I wanted it to be a testimony of this, no matter who says I'm capable of this much, I want to show that I'm capable of this much, you know. Uh, I apologize to anyone who's listened to this online. You can't see my hand gestures. So, um, it was, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to read this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. If the band maybe want to want to come back up, that would be great. It says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. And pay attention to this because this really sums up a lot of my points. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze, so our perspective, our mindset. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen for the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. 
You see, I was at a point where the doctors were saying, and I've had this my whole life, you know, growing up with cystic fibrosis, being in a, a world that could be, yes, yeah, so beautiful and so wonderful. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of horrible things out in the world. And being surrounded by it, it says, like, I'm only capable of this much. And, uh, but I wanted to show I'm capable of this much. And so when getting out of hospital, I just started with 30 seconds each day in the gym on the rowing machine and 30 seconds on the bike. And uh, from there, I just added 30 seconds on each day. Just gradually, with the earthly wisdom I'd been equipped with, patiently executing gradual increase of my fitness level. And then I got to a point where I was able to run, and I would start running outdoors, and I was listening to a song by Life Worship um, called Nothing Here Is Broken. And the lyrics go, nothing here is broken, nothing here is missing, all I see is healing. And I would, in running, I would pray and declare uh, and cast out everything I was thinking on God. I'd say, God, I'm, I'm feeling this way. I'm doubting this about whether I'm actually going to be able to run Tough Mudder. I'm fearful about the, what the long-term consequences of what I'm going through right now. Uh, and then the time would run out and I'd flip it on its head and I would declare the word of God over my situations. I would declare the lyrics of that song, declaring that nothing in my body is broken, nothing in my body is missing, that I am healed, that breakthrough is mine. I would declare that that life and function through my body, through my joints, through my cells, through everything. Um, and then I would praise him. I'd praise him for the mountains behind me. I'd praise him for the day I'm in, and I'd praise him for the breakthrough that is mine in the days ahead of me, for the situations that I'm in. And this is what happened, as you can see, you saw up there, I ran Tough Mudder. And not only did I run it, but I ran it well, and I ran it last year as well, and I'm running it this year, and I'm going to keep running it as a testimony that it doesn't matter what people say, doesn't matter people think I'm on the cable of this much. I'm capable of this much because, and even more, I, my hand can't even re reach as far as much as I'm capable of because I have Christ in me. Because I have that heavenly mindset that says, no, I'm capable. I have a heavenly mindset that sees myself, that I value myself in the same way that Christ sees me. I see my situations with the hope that Christ sees my situations with, no matter what doubt the world sees it in. And so this is what we're going to do. We all have situations, we all have circumstances, maybe some right now more severe than others that we're in hope for. Um, but the band are gonna play, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna sing yet, but what we're gonna do is just take time by yourself and just pray. We'll give a, a few minutes, three to five minutes, and when I say we're gonna stop praying, and in that time of prayer, you're gonna cast everything on God, and if you listen to this online, take that time as well, pray, cast all your fears, your doubts, your anxieties, everything, your struggles on God, because you're not meant to carry it. It's his, he buried it on the cross. So this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna take that time in prayer, we're gonna cast everything on God, and then when I say, we're gonna pray with each other, we're gonna declare the word of God that we know over each other, over our situations, and the band are gonna play and we're gonna praise him. We're gonna praise him for what we, the mountains we've seen behind us, the breakthrough we've seen in the days behind us that can be so easily forgotten about, but the reality is, they're like, at the age of two, I was hit by a bus. And it's so easy for every day just to forget about that. But praise God that I'm still alive because I, I got hit by a bus at the age of two. Do you know what I mean? And I praise him for the day that I'm in. I praise him that it's my birthday today. Thank you, God. Uh, I praise him that I'm here and I'm surrounded by all you beautiful people, uh, family in Christ. We get to spur one another on. And I'm praising him for the breakthrough in the days ahead. I'm praising him for a whole nother decade, my, my 20s, my decade ahead of me, for good health and strength and energy. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and cast out everything on God and then we're going to declare the word of God over our circumstances and then we're going to praise him so Van if you just want to take it away and just take that time just by yourself just start praying casting things on God 
Um, stand, sit, do whatever's comfortable for you. Thank you so much, everyone.